Wellness Force Radio, Episode 8. It's great to see how many steps you took or know how many hours you slept or know how many calories you burned or whatever. Those are good pieces of information to have. But if it doesn't translate into any measurable advice or information about what to do now, people just aren't going to stick with it because they don't know how to use the numbers. They don't know what they do. Welcome to Wellness Force Radio, where you will hear inspiring and passionate experts in the areas of wellness technology and behavior change. Your host, Josh Trent, will empower you with the knowledge and tools you need to take the very best actions in transforming your mindset, your body, and ultimately your life. Now, here's your host. Welcome back to Wellness Force Radio. I'm your host, Josh Trent, and today I'm excited to have one of the most influential leaders in sports performance and health in the world on our show, Joel Jameson. I've been following Joel's work for a while now, and I am excited to speak with a man who is a trailblazer. Essentially, he's an innovator in the fitness industry and for heart rate variability. Just a quick background on Joel. Joel Jameson is widely considered one of the world's most foremost authorities in strength and conditioning for combat sports. He's trained many of the sport's best athletes since 2004. He's the author of the best-selling book, Ultimate MMA Conditioning. He's also a contributing writer to several top magazines and a frequent guest speaker at conferences and seminars all over the world. He's worked with Navy SEALs, NFL, NBA, MLS, NCCA, and more. He's the creator of Bioforce HRV system, as well as 8 Weeks Out TV and 8 Weeks Out You. But he's really best known for an individualized approach that's based on solid science, but practical to apply. Joel, welcome to the show. Oh, great to be here. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day, but essentially your workload, I know you got a lot going on right now and we're excited to learn from you and have you speak with us. Yeah, excited, happy to be here and uh, talk to your audience. Joel, the exciting, I guess it's not really new. It's been around since the 50s and I think the Russians were the first to really discover HRV. The HRV and Bioforce for athletes and everyday people get an edge in their wellness. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. But before we do that, can you walk us through just a quick run through of the road you took to being the sports performance coach that you are now? Yeah, you know, I, I uh, spent most of my life as an athlete, played football, track, skied, basketball, really a variety of sports and uh, went to the University of Washington, planned on playing college football there. Didn't, didn't work out real well. I had a bunch of injuries and concussions and just kind of had to hang it up. But I'd always had an interest in training and, and being in the weight room and, and just being around athletics in general. So I, I started interning and working with the, the strength conditioning program there at the University of Washington under a great coach named Bill Gillespie. Um, and, then, and then kind of followed him over to Seahawks for a brief period of time and realized it was something I wanted to keep doing. So I opened a, a gym in 2003, I believe it was, and, and really kind of a just planned on working a lot with football athletes and the sports I'd been training University of Washington and, and uh, professionally. And then really just by happenstance, I started working with a bunch of combat athletes because uh, I opened up really right next to a, a well-known MMA place and started working with combat athletes and, and uh, you know, a whole new sport was opened up to me and I had to learn the ins and outs of, of how to train those guys because I had no real experience, you know, with combat sports myself and didn't know anything about a train them. So it was a long educational journey and kind of through that process, I learned learned what it takes to, to be successful in the sport and how to get those athletes in shape. And, uh, you know, wrote a book in 2009, basically detailing that. And to my surprise, it was it uh, was read by people from football and soccer and every other sport known to man. And, and uh, really that kind of started the the journey of, of getting information out there and, and building, building uh, you know, really a whole other business for me. 
Absolutely, man. And I think it's going to be the most exciting contrast today where we talk about how you work with professional athletes, but also how this same technology can be applied to everyday Joes and Janes. And when we talk about how, you know, you can put things in place as far as changing behavior, whether it's food intake, supplementation, training, volume, things like that. Is there any commonalities that you see between pro athletes and everyday Joes and Janes as far as their behavior change? What systems have you seen put in place that actually yield yield good results and move the needle for these athletes? You know, I think the biggest thing, regardless of level of athlete or the goal, is just the more you can understand your body and how it responds to, you know, different forms of training, different types of nutrition, different active recovery strategies, you know, different stress management tools or whatever, you know, the more you can learn how your body works as an individual, the better, uh, you know, everything is going to function and the more you're going to be able to fine tune and tweak everything so that you can achieve your goals. So, you know, the body responds to stress in very similar manners. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete or you're a housewife, stress to the body is stress to the body. So, uh, you know, the more time you spend understanding how that interaction between the external environment and what environment you put yourself in and how your body's going to react to it, you know, the, so the better off you're going to be adapting to it and improving and reaching your goals. Yeah. Not everybody's born a, a husky, right? So some people have a little bit more training curve when it comes to performance and some, some person's performance, for example, a housewife, somebody who's just starting their journey, somebody who's just looking into maybe possibly buying a fitness tracker or starting a training program. Are these the types of people that would be a good fit for HRV? And can you elaborate really on just what HRV is? Sure. I mean, I, realistically, anybody who you know, values the the effort they're putting into their training program or their diet or, uh, you know, wants to get the most out of what they're doing is, is a good subject for HIV because what it's really doing on a, in a broad surface level is, is looking at the interaction between the brain and the entire body itself because really the brain's job is to analyze the environment that the body's in and then make decisions about how the internal environment, i.e. all your systems and biological uh, functions are supposed to be running in order to meet the demand of the environment. So to give you an example, if if I put somebody in extreme heat or extreme cold or you know different sorts of environments, the body has to make adjustments so that the internal environment can keep functioning so you can stay alive, right? We need to be able to survive a wide range of environments. And the brain's job is to figure out what is the external environment and then how do we make the internal environment work properly so that we can keep functioning and keep keep on keeping on, basically. Uh, and so what HRV does is taps into the connection between the brain and the heart. And the heart obviously is an incredibly important component of staying alive because if your heart stopped beating, you don't last more than, you know, a few minutes at most, right? <laughs> it's pretty important. Pretty yeah. important. So the brain is constantly evaluating the external environment and constantly making adjustments in the internal environment to make sure that it's, it's doing what it needs to be doing. And so what heart rate variability does is it looks at the pattern or the rhythm of the heart rate and the heart beating because that pattern changes in response to the brain's perception of the environment. So if the body is under a lot of stress and needs to produce more energy, we see one particular pattern of the heart rate. If we see the body is recovering from previous stress or it's uh, trying to repair and regenerate and do all these things, then we see a different pattern. So we're able to discern essentially how the brain is responding to the external environment through heart rate variability. And again, you know, whether that environment is in a gym or, uh, you know, just in the daily life responding to work stress or all these different things, the brain is going to have to make changes to respond and manage everything. And that's what we're tapping into. So we're able to get a big 
amount of a lot of information that's valuable because we're we're looking at the top down. We're looking at the brain's overall function and how it's choosing to to manage our body, which is you know a hugely important thing. Definitely. And I think the key word you just said is management because there's always going to be stress. I mean, it's, there's always inputs of stress, whether it's you stress or distress. So the management of that stress and the ability that HRV allows people athletic or not to be able to see what their athletic readiness is. I think that's the differentiating factor. So a quick example would be, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because my experience in HRV is essentially just a couple weeks here. I'm learning about it at the QS conference. So by the time this episode um, airs, the conference will be over. But one of the things that came up during a talk from Dr. Mark Leavitt is that he was talking in a presentation about a higher score being better and less is poor athletic readiness. Can you go just a little bit deeper into what those scores might mean for someone who's tracking HRV? Sure. I mean, I, you know, not to disagree with him without hearing the talk, but um, it's, in general, yes, higher HRV means that the body is more adaptable. It's, it's measuring um, I mean, there's different ways to actually measure HRV, but typically a higher number indicates better adaptability, better activation of what's called the parasympathetic function, which is involved in basically repair, recovery, and regeneration and digestion and all these important things that help the body uh, live longer. So generally speaking, a higher score means that those systems are more able to adapt to stress and more able to adapt in a healthy manner. So people with higher HRV scores in general, you know, they, there's research shows that's a great measure of just overall longevity and wellness. Uh, it's a great correlator to an uh, inversely with, you know, cardiovascular disease and diabetes. So people with higher HRV in general are going to be more stress resilient and they're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to have better wellness and overall health. Now that said, the HRV is going to fluctuate on a daily basis because you're constantly in different environments and under different stress loads. And that HRV is going to go up and it's going to go down. And what's important from a training readiness standpoint is that, you know, when you go to perform, you want to be within normal ranges. You don't want to be under tremendous amounts of stress going into the competition or event or training. And you don't want to be still recovering from a previous massive amount of stress. So the way that BioForce works is essentially looks at kind of your moving average, what your normal HRV range is. And during periods where you're very high or very low, you're just way outside your normal ranges, that's periods where we know that your training readiness is reduced. It means that if you keep pushing your body to its limits and you don't give it a chance to recover, that's where we're going to see overtraining and, and negative changes in wellness and health and all these other things. So it gives us a tool to you know evaluate where are you in comparison to your normal ranges and then make decisions about training and sleep and diet and all those things based on that. Yeah. And I think the exciting part too, is the correlations between how you're doing strength training, how you're doing hit training, how you're doing any type of training, because really what this HRV is, is, is a window into your readiness as to how hard you can perform. So it's smart training. It's a way that I think, even though the Russians developed it in the fifties, I haven't seen such a, a flux of, of focus on it in the, in the past three or five years than I do at this conference. Why do you think, Joel, there's such a focus on HRV lately? Um, and why was it dormant for so long? Uh, so mostly it was just dormant because it wasn't easily accessible because the, you know, until the cell phones and tablets and technology made it feasible and affordable for the average consumer to, to get it, you know, it was, it was really kind of just in the research realm. So, you know, as you said, the Russians used it and developed it back for the, the first cosmonaut in space, uh, got him Yuri Gagarin and Gagarin, however you say it. And they wanted a way to measure the, his health and, and what was going on when he was in space. And they could do that by pulling apart his heart rate signal and, and doing this HRV. Um, but 
from you know the fifties up through the recently, very recently, you know, like I said, the the systems were incredibly expensive. They were research based, so they were just purely numerical and just gave you nothing but spreadsheets of numbers, and they really weren't easy to use or uh, to apply to anything. And the biggest thing that's changed is is mobile phones and apps, and the technology has made it completely affordable and accessible and something that everybody can use rather than just, you know, people in a research lab. So we've really seen the explosion of wearables technology over the last, you know, four or five years. Uh, but the reality in my mind and, and what I've seen is that most of them just kind of give you um, just metrics of how much you moved or how much you slept or whatever. They don't really give you what should you do? How should you change your training or whatever. And the, the advantage HRV has is, is it can give you actual recommendations, you know, push yourself hundred percent or back off or take a day off, or, you know, it can give you actionable information that you can take and, and put into use immediately. So from that standpoint, you know, it, it provides something that's very tangible and useful. And, and now with the technology, like I said, it's, it's extremely affordable and accessible for everybody. Yeah, Joel, this is really powerful too, because when you start contrasting HRV over the course of 30, 60, and 90 days, now you can plug that into a full lifestyle program, a wellness program. Have you, have you been doing anything outside of the athlete realm or is more, or is more of your energy right now going into MMA and athletes? Um, you know, we've really run the gamut, honestly. I mean, the, my primary focus and expertise has always been the performance side of things, but we've, we've partnered with some big gyms like Lifetime Fitness who are, you know, working with, literally a million plus people in their, in their gym chain of, of all walks of and abilities and goals. Uh, you know, we've, we've worked with, uh, some, some local companies, some corporate wellness programs. So really it's been a, a pretty big range. I mean, there really is no, you know, limit to how you can use it. Just, uh, it's a question of what the particular use is going to be and how you'd want to structure everything, but it can be used by anybody. And we've certainly seen a wide range of people using it. Sure. And, and I'd love to dive in a little bit more to the BioForce HRV system, but something came up for me when you mentioned Lifetime, you know, they just selected Fitbit as their partner. So we know that there's going to be a lot of outside club and inside club integration in the future. What are your thoughts, Joel, on how this data, the data piece, the sleep, the steps, the activity, how can that be something that can actually, you know, make people behave in a different way? Do you feel that that's something long-term where as it grows, people will be able to essentially lead better lives by tracking themselves. Well, yeah, I think we're, in all honesty, in the very early stages of all this stuff. And what we're seeing is a million different devices out there collecting a million different pieces of data. Um, but the reality is what it comes down to is how well you're going to actually be able to use the data is going to dictate how long you're actually going to use it and what you're going to get out of it. So I was talking to a, a local company that specializes in, in R&D and this sort of stuff and wearables. And they've done a lot of market research. And how long do you think the average person who buys a wearable actually wears it and uses it for? Take uh, a guess. Three to nine months, and then it goes in the kitchen drawer. Uh, two to three weeks, actually, is, is the number. Oh! Two to three weeks is the average amount of time that somebody who buys a wearable actually uses the wearable. And that's the unfortunate thing right now is we're expanding exponentially the number of wearable devices out there. But the amount of use that they're getting isn't really changing because, again, most wearables out there simply provide, provide a feedback of what you did. It doesn't yeah. tell you what you need to do. Exactly. And that's what's the missing component. I mean, it's, it's great to see how many steps you took or know how many hours you slept or know how many calories you burned or whatever. Those are good pieces of information to have. But if it doesn't translate into any measurable advice or information about what to do now, people just aren't going to stick with it because they don't know how to use 
the numbers. They don't know what the numbers mean. They don't know what needs to change. They don't know how different things affect it. So I think we're, you know, again, we're in a very early stage of this wearables and the technology market. And the next stage is going to be taking all that information and turning it into actionable advice and tell people, here's what you need to do to get better, to reach your goals. And, you know, I think we're going we're gonna to see probably over the next three to five, 10 years, you know, the wearables are going to start to become more, I'd call them smart wearables. And I think we're going to start to see that be the next trend in this whole thing is, is giving people feedback that, that's useful and, and actionable and it'll help them change something rather than just telling them what they did. Because, you know, you know what you did. You know if you moved a lot or you didn't move much. You know if you slept a lot or you didn't sleep. That information, even though it's good to quantify, it doesn't give most people enough to really make a difference in the long run, I don't think. Absolutely. Making a difference is really something that has a meaning behind it. You can't fuel the difference if you have no gas. And the gasoline, I feel like, is personal meaning. So zeros and ones on their own, who cares? It's just zeros and ones. But when you actually have a framework behind that, that has a meaning that's very deep for the individual, that's when we're going to see change. And even at this conference, Joel, I mean, you'd love it here because everyone you know is here and all the device manufacturers are here. And what I'm seeing is the same thing you're touching on. It's all about the device. There's not yep. a lot of talk about the meaning and the conference open with um, uh, Gary Wolf actually talking about we're here because we want to connect to the why. We're here because these devices and this technology is great, but why are we doing it in the first place and what action can people take with these devices and with these apps? So I think you, you brought up a great point. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely, I, can, I can't tell you the number of teams that I've contact, or been contacted by or consulted with and they are you know, literally collecting eight to 10 pieces of data or more on each athlete for practices or games or, you know, training, whatever. And it's a massive, massive amount of information they're collecting and they literally aren't doing anything with it. It's, it's literally just being collected because they feel like every other team's collecting data. So they should be collecting data too. And some of them have two, three people on staff that are, you know, making decent salaries and they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to collect all this data. And literally, Practices aren't changing, training isn't changing, aren't changing. You know, nothing has actually been changed as a result of all this data. So it's it's just an exercise in collecting data for the sake of collecting data. And at some point, you know, that's that's got to change. People have to do something with the data they're collecting. So you know, that's like I said, I think that's the the challenge right now is how do we take all this information and and tell people what it means and what to do with it. Definitely. And, and maybe the shortcoming right now is that this technology is growing. And like you said, in three to five years, it can produce something really actionable for people. So now that we know the, the, you know, the pitfalls and, and where technology is lacking, let's talk about the BioForce HRV system. This is something that our mutual friend Tanner Gears has used for a while. And you know, with, his, with his situation where he's legally blind, he's still able to use the app. He's still able to, to check in and see how his athletic readiness is. I even, I even saw on your site too, you you have worked with um, Molly Galbraith from Girls Gone Strong, and she said, you know, this strength isn't just for guys. She uses HIV to manage her training and stress and stay healthy and fit. So we have, you know, a gamut of people who are using this system. Can you touch on, you know, what this system actually is and, and where people can learn more about it? Yeah, sure. So it's really comprised of a couple of different components. The first is a, a mobile app, which works on, you know, any Android, any iOS device, um, and and lots of devices out there obviously fall in that category. And then the second part is it's a, a heart rate transmitter, a Bluetooth transmitter that connects to the, the mobile phone or tablet and sends the actual signal that is used to calculate heart rate variability. And so the person using it, all they have to do is spend about two to five minutes roughly in the mornings, preferably, 
uh, taking their HRV measurement and that's it. It's not something you have to wear around all day. Like, you know, a lot of the other wearables, it's not something you have to sleep with. It's, it's literally just a few minutes a day and you get the information you need. And, you know, going back to the idea that you've got to have something actionable for this to be useful, BioForce gives you two different things. Number one, it gives you a color. And that color is essentially the actual information. It gives you a green, an amber, or a red. And that information is what we would consider your training readiness, your performance rate, and your stress readiness, however you want to look at it. And that simply means if you're a green, your body is, is in the green. It's ready to train at 100%. It's ready to go out and do anything and it's able going to be able to recover well and improve from that if it's in the amber it means your body's already a bit fatigued it's under you know been, been under a fair amount of stress and you're not going to benefit from going out there and pushing yourself 100 percent. and you're particularly not going to benefit if you do that over and over again so the amber means hey you can still go train hard you can still go do stuff but you want to be aware that your body is already under some fatigue so you're better off backing off that stress or that training you know, a bit below what your maximum capabilities would be. And then finally, it can give you a red, which means, man, your body is really, really fatigued. You're, you've been under a lot of stress. The body is not prepared right now to go out and train hard and push itself because if you do that, you're going to be setting yourself up for overtraining or, or decreases in performance and wellness and everything else. So just that simple color system gives people immediate feedback of, hey, what should I do today? Should I go out and push myself 100%? Should I back it off a bit? Do I need a day of rest? What, what is my body telling me? And that's, to me, the, the simplest and most important thing of, of, about the HRV system is BioForces. You know, how do we use it? Well, it's simple. You can just literally refer to the colors that you get every day and use it to help manage your training, manage your stress, and make better decisions about what needs to be done. Now, the second thing is it does give you the score itself, which we talked about correlates to life expectancy, correlates to disease risk, and all these other areas. And we want to use that in the longer term to make sure that our program is pushing us in the right direction. You know, if, if the person starts out and they're just getting a fitness program, you know, we want to see that all their uh, metrics are improving. And then one of the most important ones is, is their HIV score going up? Are, there, are they becoming more stress resilient and, and less likely to get cardiovascular disease and diabetes and all these you know, horrible things? is their program having the desired effect? And we're able to see that by looking at longer-term changes in HRV. So it gives you a number. You know, most people are going to fall somewhere between 60 and 100. And the goal, of course, for the person who needs to get in better shape, needs to improve their health, needs to improve their wellness, is to see that number increasing on a weekly and a monthly and, you know, a longer-term basis. And if it's not, you want to figure out why. What is what is your program lacking or what do you need to do differently to, to see those improvements? And I... I will tell you the one thing I've seen over after years and years of doing this is that most people inherently underestimate the impact of everything that happens outside the gym. Mm -hmm. they, they tend to have this idea that the workout itself is the most stressful part of their day, the most stress on their body. But what they don't realize, you know, unless you're a professional athlete training 15, 20, or, you know, some huge number of hours a week, if you're just the average person who goes in the gym you know, three, four, five days a week for, you know, 40 minutes, hour or whatever, that's a relatively small percentage of your overall day and your overall week. It's, it's the amount of stress you're exposed to in work. It's the sleep, it's the diet, it's all these other variables that have as much or often more of an effect on your body than the workout itself. The workout is a relatively small component. So people, you know, who are unfamiliar with HRV, they start using it. All of a sudden, they're like, wow, I had no idea that, you know, two, or two nights of, of not sleeping very well would have way more of an impact than a super hard workout. Or I had no idea that, you know, I went out to the bar and I had a few drinks and, you know, next day I was trashed. I mean, they really don't 
est- uh, don't properly understand how much everything you do to your body affects it outside of just the workout. The workouts absolutely will have an impact, but everything else you're doing, you know, the other 23 hours in a day have a huge impact on what you're doing. And this is the first time they've seen a measurable, you know, objective piece of information that shows them very specifically how everything they're doing is affecting them. And, you know, in a lot of ways it's, it's as powerful or more powerful just because they're, they're seeing the impact of not the workout, but everything else. Yeah. And it's not anecdotal. A lot of times, you know, someone might meet with a trainer two and three times a week and they would ask, Hey Jane, how, how's your week been? She doesn't know. She, yep. She's busy. She has no idea what she did last Tuesday. So I think what's, what's valuable about HRV and about tracking is that it's this amazing mirror that a coach or a trainer or anyone, even the client can look at and say, wow, this is how I'm actually showing up in my life. This is how I'm actually being. So thanks for touching on that. I just had a couple questions. I know you got to get going for the rest of your day, but I wanted to ask you, Joel, with, with all your experience with, with training athletes and seeing people in the NFL and working in the industry, as long as you have, man, what do you think wellness means to you? What is wellness in your life to you? Uh, you know, wellness to me is, is being able to achieve number one, from a biological standpoint, a, a healthy biological system or system so that my body itself, you know, is healthy and able to meet the demands that I'm putting it under. And it's going to be able to do that for the long run. So, you know, when I was younger, I would have just said, Hey, it means how much, how much weight I can lift or how fast I can run. But you know, the older I've gotten, it's, it's how well can my brain perform? How well can I do the things that I enjoy doing? And how am I going to be able to sustain that for the long run? So, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's become much more about, you know, just how do I feel? How do I perform? And, and how am I going to, how am I holding up, you know, in the face of what I'm doing to myself, which is, you know, working a lot and traveling and, and all these other things. So it definitely, I think the definition of wellness and, and what you're trying to get out of your training changes as, as you get older. Yeah, I can relate, man. Things change when you get into your 30s, right? Absolutely. Um, last question, Joel. This is a doozy and a lot of people have had some some phenomenal answers and I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. You know, imagine it's it's 80 years from now. It's, it's your last day on earth. All your work, all your books, all your articles, all your videos, they've all been deleted. The internet's been compromised. You have one sheet of paper and a pen and you get to leave a message to the next generation. What would you say? <laughs> that's, that's a, that is an interesting question. One sheet of paper, I would probably leave some sort of note that tells people to, to learn themselves uh, more than anything else. Because I think the biggest thing we uh, have done is over-commercialized a lot of these training programs and information. And we just try to copy each other. And we've copied, you know, we open a magazine, hey, follow this program, follow that program. But the reality is you need to follow your own program. You need to find your own way. So if maybe I had one message, be find your own way. Uh, because I think the more time people spend learning themselves and finding their own way, the the more success they're going to find rather than trying to just copy somebody else's way or copy somebody else's path. So, you know, if I had to say one thing, it'd be, it'd be that I'd be find your own way. And I think for the, for the average person out there, they're going to get much more uh, long-term benefit and find their, their goals if they're spending time finding their own way rather than just trying to copy someone else's. Hmm. Thanks for that, man. Keeping it very authentic, finding your own way. Thank you for that. And how can our listeners learn more about what you're up to? Uh, there's a couple of things. Number one, all my articles and you know basic stuff's on eightweeksout.com. And that's just the number eight followed by weeksout.com. Uh, and that's where, again, you can find access to all the products, all the articles, videos, a whole nine yards. If they want specific, people want to get specific information or order just BioForce itself, just BioForceHRV.com is the main website there. And that's got all the information about how the system works, how they can order it, you know, testimonials of different people that are using it, 
um, and all that sort of stuff. Yes. And, and for people that go to the site, there's about six or eight videos from people in all walks of life on there. So I found it really exciting, really interesting to check out. Joel Jameson, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. And I just want to honor what you're doing as an innovator and, and the product you've created and how you're serving people that will be around long after, you know, 80 years when you're gone. So thank you very much for what you do. And yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's becoming a passion of mine to, to take this information that we're able to get with this sort of technology and, and help people live better and perform better and, and feel better with it. And I'll make sure to put the links for all the products and information in the show notes and wish you a great rest of 2015. And maybe we'll circle around in 2016 and see what else you're cooking. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks again for having me and uh, glad I was able to, to speak to your audience. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Awesome, Joel. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. Head on over to wellnessforce.com slash radio for all the links, show notes, and bonus content. If you're interested in changing old habits with new technology, download your free digital health transformation guide at wellnessforce.com slash radio.